Time now for another Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. Got a special guest on this one, a new face to Indianapolis and Bankers Live Fieldhouse, Max Leinwand. He's going to be taking over as the producer for Fox Sports Indiana and the Pacer broadcast this season. They'll be broadcasting all 82 games for the first time ever, which is terrific. Last year, they scheduled for 80, ended up doing 81 because TNT dropped one. But all 82 will be on Fox Sports Indiana, and this guy will be one of the main guys behind the scenes putting on the screen what you guys are watching at home so max thanks for uh, joining me here this morning as we get set for a new season my pleasure and thank you for uh, introducing me as a special guest makes me feel nice (laughs) i guess to get started tell me a little bit about your history where'd you grow up how'd you get started in tv business and ultimately end up here in indianapolis so i grew up in uh, northern new jersey i moved to las vegas when i was 13 years old did high school out in vegas which was a blast once i got my first fake id um, I went to college in St. Louis, Washington University in St. Louis. Uh, right after college, I interned for Fox Sports Midwest in St. Louis. My first job out of college, this is a long history, sorry. This is my first job out of college was... Uh, I think it's interesting, though, for people, especially those... I mean, most of these people are Pacers fans. Yeah. But I'm, there's certain going to be people that are interested in the broadcasting area and, and how they become like you. And I, I am an NBA junkie. So, you know, I, my, my first job Perfect. out of college was... I was a country music DJ in a town called Farmington, Missouri, which is 70 miles uh, southeast of St. Louis. And, you know, you and radio, you know, you got to go pay your dues somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was going to be... Uh, uh, an on-air guy. Turns out I was terrible at it. And But the first time I set foot in a TV truck was... It was a revelation for me. It was, whoa, this is what I want to do. This is so much more fun than being on air. This is the coolest thing in the world. So I interned for uh, Fox. About a year later, they hired me full-time as uh, a nonlinear editor, basically uh, cutting packages, things along those lines. Worked my way up to producer. Uh, Ten years later, here I am. Oh, that's true. i got to go back. What is Vegas like as a teenager? Um, I I can't imagine because for those of us that go there, you only want to be there max, what, three days now? What's it like as teenage life it's uh <laughs> it was fun uh you know it's it's, uh, it's it's like any other town basically i live 15 20 minutes off the strip mm-hmm. um you know the worst night of my life my best vegas worst night story was when i was a senior in high school playing in a basketball tournament uh, we finished up on a friday night and i went to a casino with some friends and it was you know two in the morning or so and i had dice in one hand and a <laughs> corona in the other and i feel this giant paw on my shoulder and it's my basketball coach and he says max what are you doing here so late and you know i've got a little liquid courage and i said coach what are you doing here so late uh and he uh said finish your role and go home we'll talk about this monday so i finished my role i crapped out a thing on the next roll or so and monday after practice he put a bucket out at center court and said uh run until you fill it wow yeah <laughs> that's terrific I know you said you're a Jersey guy. I got that connection with Frank Vogel, who's also a Jersey guy. That can always help, right? We, we spoke about that briefly yesterday, Frank and I did, actually. You know, he's a Southern Jersey guy, so he's more of the uh, Philadelphia-style Southern Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the uh, New York-style Northern Jersey. I grew up like 15 minutes from New York City. Really what it comes down to, though, is if you're a fan of Springsteen, you're okay with me. Okay. Biggest thing you miss uh, about living out there or the culture or everything else? It's, it's, it's been so long since I lived there. You know, I moved out of there when I was 13. But, you know, you, you take the East Coast out of the guy, but you never take the guy out of the – I got that backwards, I think. You take the guy out of the East Coast, you never take the, the East Coast out of the guy. You know, I, I forever will be a pizza snob. So, like, living in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis-style pizza is a, is a culinary – It's totally it, different. It's a culinary totally abomination different. is what it is. It's, it's, it's thin crust. It's, it's – 
Provel cheese, which is this Frankenstein cheese that is just uh, awful. <laughs> uh, Absolutely awful. It sticks to the roof of your mouth. It has no business being on pizza. So it took me a while to find uh, New York-style pizza that I really liked. Uh, So I'll ask you, what's the best pizza place in Indianapolis? Mm. There's a number of places. I I will admit, still young. I'm on the cheap end, so I'm Papa John's. I'll I'll let you know this. After every Pacer win, 50% off Papa John's. Okay. uh, Pacers are going to love that. I just plugged that. But, I I mean, there's like some guy's pizza is really mm -hmm. good. Uh, I drove here. I, I came here uh, for the Super Bowl when the Giants were in it because I grew up a New York Giants fan, and I drove from St. Louis and wound up buying a ticket on the street. And you know, in my in my euphoria after the game, I wound up at Giorgio's, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I, and maybe that's more. Uh, and if they're not a sponsor, I apologize. If <laughs> uh, it was, and maybe again, that was the you know the, the euphoric days of hey, I'm wandering around. Here's a New York pizza place. I'm wearing my Mark Bavaro jersey, and I'm very happy. So that was that was strong pizza. But yeah. I w- I will explore. Do you like Chicago pizza? Because there's the Giordano's now in, uh, on Keystone at the Crossing. I think there's one going to be put in soon here downtown. So I, I like Chicago pizza, but you know I, I think John Stewart basically was one who said it's it's a casserole. It's not a pizza. That's that's mm-hmm. a casserole, but it is good. It yeah. is good. But there's. Uh, y- New York-style pizza, you know it's pizza because you don't have to say New York-style pizza. It's pizza. Mm-hmm. Last thing on that, go to Bloomington, campus of IU, Mother Bear's Pizza, the best pizza. Okay, I will take a road trip for pizza. I'm in. And just to visit Bloomington's great for a basketball game. If you ever get some time now that the season's getting started, as I said, you guys will be broadcasting all 82 games. What will this experience be like working with a team the entire way? You're basically part of the team. You're traveling charter with them. You're basically with them every day. What do you expect that experience to be like for you? You know, uh, my, my history at Fox Sports Midwest, I understand the importance of, of team partnerships. We are, uh, yeah, we're Fox Sports Indiana, but we are the broadcasting arm of the Indiana Pacers. And Pacers fans want to see a home show. Now, we've got a responsibility. Our number one responsibility is to cover the game. But we are going to cover the game through. Uh, blue and gold tinted lenses, basically. We are going to be a Pacers home show and, uh, you know, working with guys like Chris and Quinn and JJ, you know, who who know this team as well as anybody, I'm going to be leaning on them. Listen, I know basketball, I know television, but those guys know the Pacers better than I do. Uh, I've done my research, obviously. I've been going to practices, uh, but I'm going to be relying on those guys for storylines, things along those lines, and uh, you know, all, all three of them are a wealth of a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, when you look at Chris Denary, because Getting his 10th season, a little anniversary there for CD. Quinn Buckner, his 17th. JJ, his second on air and third with the broadcast team. What have you learned or noticed when just hanging around those two, Chris and Erie and uh, Quinn here in, for the last few weeks, months, whatever? It's I mean, I've, I, I've known these guys for years. The weird thing is, and I didn't you really, I, I, I didn't get into this in, in my history, but, uh, you know, my, my previous job at Fox Sports Midwest, I uh, was a coordinating producer at Fox Sports Midwest, and my job was to oversee Cardinals broadcast and Pacers broadcast. So I technically ah. was, I don't want to say their boss because I never looked at it that way, but I was overseeing Pacers broadcasts and, um, you know, I I was in a managerial role and I decided I missed being in the truck mm-hmm. way too much uh, because, like I said, it's the most fun thing in the world. It's I, I enjoy making the sausage of television. So, you know, I've, I've known those guys for a couple of years. Chris, you know, 
Chris has a story about everybody in the arena. You could, you could take a random shot <laughs> of some 62-year-old man in the 300 level, and Chris says, oh, that's John Smith. He played basketball in 1974 for this high school, and he averaged 12 points a game. I mean, he, he just he knows everything about everyone in this city, and Quinn's basketball knowledge is, is unbelievable, and he looks at the game through such an educated uh, prism and through such a unique lens. There, there are ways I look at things, and then I'll ask Quinn a question, and he agrees, but he looks at it on a, on a next-level basis because Quinn played the game at the highest level. He coached the game at the highest level. So there are things that he understands that I never possibly could, and it's great to have him explain those to me. You guys had your annual meetings, I want to say, a couple weeks ago. I know it was during the Fever playoffs mm-hmm. in St. Louis. or No, out in L.A., I think it was. Well, we've got, uh, yeah. We, we've what were got, those like, and what did you learn from those? You know, I've been at those for a couple of years, and like I said, the, the, the number one thing the, the, the number one Fox priority is cover the game. You know, we don't miss shots. We try not to miss inbound passes. You know, on the other end of the court, that's one thing. But on the offensive end of the court, you don't miss passes. No matter what I want to do as a producer, there's nothing better than the live action of the game. The most important thing is covering the game. Because when you're at home watching the game, when anyone's at home watching the game, what do they get angry at? They get angry when we, when you miss action. You know, Mark Cuban spoke at those meetings, which was fascinating. It was half about basketball, half about who knows what, but it was, you know, technology, television, awesome. it, was, it was, Cuban spoke for an hour, and it was, it was absolutely, uh, just totally interesting what, what a guy like Cuban had to say, both from an NBA perspective and from a television perspective, because he's obviously such a smart guy. You know, the, the thing that I think I can add, I, I will add to Pacers broadcasts, one, there's a, there's a sexiness to the NBA, and there's a sexiness to, to the Fox network, yeah. and we're going to, we're going to have that in Pacers broadcast. We've had it before. We're going to add to it this year. I was uh, last night. I was downloading some elements that the home office in St. Louis built for us. Our, our new, you know, player interstitial look, which you'll see in packages and teases and rollouts and things along those lines. And it just—I I was giddy looking at it. It's—it's it's that cool looking. Um, a lot of cool new elements that we're going to have. We've got a new graphic system this year, which is. Uh, you know, we're, we're baby-stepping into it right now, but down the line, a couple months into the season, you're going to see a lot of cool 3D animations that uh, we haven't had on our air before, which is going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be nice. Interesting. 3D animation. I assume the graphics bar will look a little, maybe a little bit different. Fox bo- the Fox box will be the same. The score okay. box will be absolutely the same. What I'm talking about is, you know, the full-page graphics and things along those lines. You'll see different animations on those. You'll see, um, it's just, it's a sleeker, uh, you know, I use the term sexy. It's a sexier look. And we've got to grow into it. It's new technology for all of us. So the number one thing right now is being clean on air. But as we get our feet under us, uh, it's going to be a really, really nice look for the Fox broadcast. One thing I probably should have got into earlier, it's a role of producer. People may not know what that is. Director Jamie Burns, you're the producer. Explain what you're doing in the truck for everyone. Jamie's another guy who I uh, will rely on. His his wealth of, wealth of knowledge about the NBA and the Pacers and just television is is fantastic. And I wouldn't have come here if, if not for a guy like Jamie as the director, honestly. Um, you know, the producer is responsible for content. The director is responsible for execution. So it's my job to determine uh, what replays we go to, what graphics we go to, coming up with that sort of stuff. The story 
we tell during the game is is my job. Uh, it's Jamie's job to execute. He comes up with camera shots and how we frame things and things along those lines. It's my job to come up with the, like I said, the graphics, the replays, the rollouts, the the storytelling of the game is the real producer's job. Game days, I guess you haven't got into quite the routine, but I think you'll meet probably shoot-arounds perhaps and then two or three hours before the game to sort of finalize the plan for the game, each game. Yeah, people think we just show up and make television. It's <laughs> not, 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 not It doesn't quite work that way. So, like, uh, Wednesday night in Toronto is a uh, 7.30 game. Uh, we will be in the truck by 1 o'clock. We're there doing setup, uh, making sure everything looks good on TV. You know, the analogy that I've always liked is, you know, Chris and Quinn and JJ are the guys who are uh, they're the duck above the water. They're just floating above the water. And me and Jamie and a guy named Ken Southman, who's our pregame postgame producer, we are, and everyone else in the truck, we are the duck's legs underwater, just paddling frantically so things look good on air. So yeah, we're we're there, you know. Uh, Chris, we had a, a pre-season team lunch yesterday to discuss the first couple of games. Chris, Quinn, and I kind of went over the opens uh, for the first couple of games. And, you know, as a producer, you've got to be able to deal with rejection a lot you know i'll come up with let's just say for the sake of round numbers i'll come up with 100 things and maybe 10 of them get in the game you know i've got working on a graphics list last night this morning i already have a six-page graphics list which our our, our <laughs> graphics operator marika calvis might murder me for but yeah. um you know uh, and i know uh, having having been a producer for a long time now i know that of those you know six pages maybe a quarter to a tenth of that will actually see the light of day. But it's my job to be prepared for every possible situation. If something happens, the best television is, you know, if we're telling a story, something happens, you know, something I was looking at the other day was, uh, you know, George Hill's uh, shooting percentages from three at different points of the floor. And he was one of the league leaders in left corner threes last year as far as shooting percentage. So when we can show a package of George Hill hitting three left corner threes and then pay that off with a graphic of George Hill having the top shooting percentage uh, from left corner three that's television magic. That's the kind of thing where I go and I get up from my chair in the truck and I start high-fiving people in the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that may not be something you use Toronto, but it may be the next night versus exactly. Memphis, but you've prepared for it for a week or two weeks now. And so you have that. It's just stuck in the back of your mind. And it's not just – I know with your role as a play-by-play broadcaster and seeing Chris, he'll fill out his stat sheets ridiculously. It's incredible and probably use a, a small percentage of it. But that's what you have to do, especially to put on a great broadcast because if you're not prepared – the viewers will be able to tell. Right it now. shows. It absolutely shows. If you're not prepared, uh, you know, Pacers fans are smart people. This is, you know, they're some of the smartest basketball fans, if not the smartest basketball fans. Wow, that, was, that sounded like I was like a professional wrestler going for a cheap pop. <laughs> and it's like, who here is from Indianapolis? Uh, no, but, I, you know, everyone knows that Pacers fans have the reputation of being a very intelligent fan base. You know, oversaw Cardinal baseball for years and produced Cardinals uh, postgame shows for years. And, you know, they are known for being a very intelligent baseball fan base. So you've got to speak up to your audience. You know, they know. The audience knows when you're trying to trick them, and the audience knows when you're doing something right. What do you look forward to here in Indianapolis, just exploring or finding out about the rich history of basketball in this state? Everyone's super excited for the Hickory Knights. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that's that's just going to be so cool, and seeing some of the gear that they have and, you know, having seen the actual jerseys that they're going to wear is just 
really, really thrilling. And we're going to do some special things on those nights on Fox Sports. You know, uh, things to be determined. We're working with our graphics department, our national graphics department in Charlotte and Los Angeles to try and build a specialty look for those nights. It would be the first specialty look ever in the Fox world for a specific broadcast. Uh, Terrific. So we're trying to make that happen. Um, we're, we're confident it can, but it's going to be, you know, those are going to be fun shows. But you said it, exploring the history. There's, you know, I've, I've produced a handful of Butler games over the last couple of years for Fox Sports 1, and it's always fun to come to Hinkle. Pacers have the, the marketing plan of Indiana's team, Indiana's game, and it's, for a basketball guy, what, what more could I want as a producer? So i got to ask, grow up Knicks, Nets? I grew up a Knicks fan. Knicks. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I grew up a Knicks fan, which <laughs> is... Um, Getting better this season. No, no, it's not. Uh, you don't think it it's will? they're they're a, they're a very hard team to root for, uh, <laughs> you know, which is great because I can root for the Pacers now. It's 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 fantastic. I it's the, the Knicks are a hard team to root for, and I. Uh, there are uh, a lot of things. Back in my radio days, uh, which I did, um, I was, you know, 10, 8, 9, 10 years ago or so, I had Bill Bradley on my radio show. He was promoting a new book of his. And, you know, we're talking about politics. And I, I said to him, Senator Bradley, you know, he's a New Jersey guy. Senator Bradley, you've always been a hero of my family, um, you know, and the, the, the country needs you. But uh, will you come and fix the Knicks? And he said, Max, the... <laughs> The country I can help, the Knicks I cannot, and that's that's where they are as a, as a team right now. Looking forward, I'm gonna feel a little nerves maybe just opening night, not just because of a new role, but just the the excitement that comes with the new season. I'm, I'm nervous. I, I get nerves before every game. Um, that's a good thing. Probably. It is. It is. It's you know I, I've I've told people before. There's nothing more exciting for me as a producer than counting down from ten before the start of a show. Because it means in 10 seconds, I get to make television. And that is just, like I said, it's the most fun thing in the world. To sit in a truck, it's the next best thing to playing, basically. And, you know, I, I know we're in podcast land, but look at me. I'm not going to be an NBA player anytime soon, despite <laughs> my dreams that one day Frank Vogel's going to see me, you know, rocking the high post in a pickup game and say, hey, we need that guy. I think I'm past that point in my life. So uh, it's it's absolutely the next best thing to playing. It's, you know, my, my boss, uh, Larry Mago, uh, always refers to what we do as the ultimate man cave job. And that's what it is. We just get to watch a bunch of monitors and decide what goes on TV, mm-hmm. and it's just so much fun. <laughs> so new to town, Max. We'll get started with the team opening night, Wednesday night, in Toronto. New graphics package, potentially one for Hickory night, focusing, obviously, on number one on the game. Anything else fans should be expecting new or, or different this season? You know, I am – I'm a numbers guy, you know, and, and – I've got to be careful to make sure I, uh, you know, see the forest for the trees. Sometimes we can't get lost in analytics, but that's the way the world is going. You know, the the revolution is over and the nerds have won. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, you're going to see more player usage stats. You're going to see more player tracking stats. We've got a re- great researcher uh, named Dan Hyatt who's going to help us with that. But, you know, and the NBA.com stats webpage is just an invaluable resource. There are a lot of other great resources out there. But the key to stats like that as a producer is if if we can't explain it in 20 seconds, it has no business being on television. So any sort of analytics we see out there, you know, a thing like player efficiency rating, I don't know that that can be explained in 20 seconds, so that might not be on there. But you'll see more of the player tracking, you know. You'll see, especially with the Pacers' new offense this year, there's been a lot of talk about points per possession. We'll be tracking that all year. It was interesting to track that in the preseason this year versus what they did last year. It was interesting to track that with uh, George Hill on the court last year versus, you know, when George Hill wasn't on the court last year so you know you'll see some more 
I'd say next level stats. I don't want to say advanced stats because they're no more advanced than anything else, but you'll see some more next level kinds of things, some more stats that maybe you're not accustomed to seeing on an NBA broadcast. One totally random stat I always am not fascinated with, but I enjoy is, is just the mileage the players mm-hmm. do in a game. I mean, sometimes it's up to like five miles, and, and by the end of the season, they'll put in well over 100 miles. The, the top players like a Paul George. You look at a guy like Paul George, in fact, that it, uh, you know, in, in 2013, 2014, he was, I looked up this stat probably two days ago. I think he was ninth in the NBA in uh, average miles traveled per game, which was close to three miles per game, which is, I mean, it's, it's, ball, it's movement without the ball. And you see a guy like Paul working on the court, and he's constantly moving without the ball, trying to create a shot. And defensively, very of active. course. Last thing for you, and this may be a tough one. I know in broadcasting, you, I have guys I look up to uh, and uh, reach out to. Do you have a couple producers that stand out to you, maybe, you know, in Sunday night football or, or something like that, that you not only watch for the game, but you're, oh, man, he's really good. There, there are a lot of incredible producers out there. You know, a guy like, you, you mentioned Sunday night football. Uh, Fred Godelli is the mm-hmm. producer of Sunday night football. And, you know, Sunday night football is considered kind of the, the gold standard in television right now. They also have a ton of toys and tools that they can use that, that allows that to happen. You know, there are a lot of unbelievable producers in in the Fox world. You know, I don't want to name too many names because I will, uh, you know, I'll forget somebody, obviously. But, you know, sure. when I was coming up, I, the, the first basketball games that I produced were the uh, the Michael Beasley year in uh, at Kansas State University. I used to go to K-State probably ten times a year to do, you know, it was Michael Beasley and Jacob Pullen were the, the two big names back there. And I worked with a lot of producers and directors who really helped me along as a young producer um guys like mike helling i'm just going to name some random names just in case they happen to listen yeah. like, you know mike helling and jeff gowan and and will belke and kent sam well just these, these and these are all guys that I've, I've i've worked with before um and you know they were incredibly helpful to me and what i was able to do as a young producer all of those guys had different styles but i'm able to say hey what this guy does in talking to talent is awesome i'm yeah, going to steal that what yeah. this guy does in replay sequences i'm going to steal that so on and so forth so it's uh you know that's kind of how i've come to the production style that i've come to very good uh max appreciate your time here today we'll get started wednesday night in toronto back here thursday against the memphis grizzlies it'll be fun to watch your work throughout the year not only on fox sports indiana but it's available on the fox sports to go app as well look at that promo i didn't even have to promo anything that's that's, gonna be happy about that exactly (laughs) exactly no uh happy to be here thanks for having me and uh you know i'm we get to make television in, in just over 24 hours and, you know, hour-long pregame show for the home opener. And it's – I'm just so happy to – you know, I, I – the amount of people who told me when I was – when I told them I was coming here is great. You got your dream job. And it's the truth. Producing the NBA is a dream job for me. And I get to do it. I couldn't be happier. And one thing, we're all lucky here. You're dealing with Frank Vogel and the coaching staff. They are excellent. Absolutely it is. And and we're lucky. I've worked with some other teams that uh, <laughs> the coaches or managers have not been quite as, as forthcoming or as open. And to, to be able to work with a guy like Frank, I look forward to talking basketball with him in the future because I know he'll, he'll uh, educate me, even though he's a South Jersey guy. Well, thanks, Max. I appreciate you making time and your busy schedule to join me here before the season gets started. That's Max Linewald, the new producer of Fox Sports Indiana's broadcast of Pacers basketball. All season long, all 82 games will be televised by Fox Sports Indiana, and they can also be watched online with Fox Sports to Go and the Fox Sports to Go app.
Chris Denary, Quinn Buckner, Jeremiah Johnson are your on-air crew. And Max Linewan is a key person behind the scenes that brings Pacers basketball to your television. That'll do it for this edition of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. The Pacers open the season across the border against Luis Scola and the Toronto Raptors.